This is the Anderson Business Advisors Podcast, the show for real estate investors, stock traders, and business owners. We help you keep more of what you earn and protect what you've built. Let's get started. Hey guys, this is Toby Mathis with the Anderson Business Advisors Podcast. Today I have a special guest, Rabbi Natan, who joins us from, you're in, you're in Israel right now, right? I am, very much so. Yeah, and uh, this is going to be a fun one for me because Natan and I, we, we actually sit on a board together called King's Ransom and we do work around the world and uh, I've known him for years. And you're going to learn about uh, what he does to transform men and make them better men, which is kind of this faux pas thing nowadays, right? Like like you're you're in this world, Rabbi, and, and, and what has been the, the, what you have had as feedback from others about training men to become better men? It's a very interesting question. I have more pushback from men than I do from women. I have women, wives, daughters turning around and saying, please, please take my husband, (laughs) take my son and do something with them. And I'm like, I can't do something with them. They need to do something with them, but let's try. So it's, it's very interesting because Men are more worried about the process, the transformation, and the hard work involved than the women who are really looking forward to it and wanting that to happen in their lives. Um, and so when the men trust that process, incredible things do happen. So we're going to get there, but I, but here's what's so interesting to me. So your background, just just lay the foundation of what you do, who you are. Kind of, kind of, kind of what you do, so people so, get to know. Yeah, get to know you. So, I my name's Natan Alexander. I was born in Sydney, Australia. That's where the funny accent comes in. I'm married to a South African, which makes the accent even more funny. We're blessed with four children. We've been married twenty amazing years. We live in the land of Israel in Judea, and uh, I've been an educator my whole life working for community, working in schools, working in adult adult education. And for the past few years, I decided to do my own thing and take all of the skill sets that I have in education, in protection, which we can speak about, and actually give them to the world rather than keep them inside a specific community that's employing me. The world is much bigger than that and needs a lot more. So I'm, I'm, I'm a man of education at heart, and that's what I do. I'm a marriage counselor, a whole lot of different things that we put into uh, what I do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and then you have your organization. It's called Leader of the Pack, correct? Correct. And what are you doing specifically there? And then I want to share a couple of stories that, are, that, are, that I want to hear some, some from you, but I also want to share one that I heard. Okay. Uh, um So Leader of the Pack started in 2018. Uh, These were the brave men that decided to to jump in in 2018. As you can see, I think there's 14 men there. We're now in eight countries around the world. So the response has been massive of men that want to improve and become better men. So where did it come from? I'm a marriage counsellor. And I saw that a lot of the world is helping and supporting women through their issues and 
their skill sets in marriage and in ways to succeed in the workforce and all these different things, and the men have been left behind. And I've got a theory why we've been left behind, which yeah, is that we, we, a few generations, last generation and the generation before, the men were put in leadership. And men misunderstood what leadership is. They thought leadership meant power. And they used their positioning of power to get what they want, when they want, and how they want, right? And so women were pushed very much, so I'm talking in general, obviously, were pushed to the side, right? And then the feminist movement started, which I truly believe in its core was absolutely correct. Like, hold on a second, we need a voice, and we were both created equally, you know, in the eyes of our maker, but the men decided to forget that because they were in all the positions of, of power, right, instead of responsibility. So this generation went backwards. The women dove forwards, and I'm not going to get political over here, but the men, in order to adjust, decided that they needed to sit down and be quiet, right, and give over all of these important positions not only in the workplace, in the home as well, in the communities, right? The churches around the world, are also the men are stepping back, or if they're still the preachers, they're preaching to the women, right, rather than the men. There are many men that feel uncomfortable to go to, to religious services. So the men took a, a seat. They, they sat down and shut up, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe that it is our responsibility in this generation to say, hold on a second, this is one big misunderstanding. Leadership means responsibility, not power. And therefore, women, we need you to allow us back into our position of responsibility because responsibility means that we will work harder, we will fight harder to protect you, we will make sure that. We're up earlier than our families and we're going to bed later than our families, not because we're playing stupid video games, but because we're taking responsibility and fitting into our day, time with our family and our kids, taking them to school, working, spending time on ourselves as men, growing, dating our wives, all of those things together, right, means responsibility, not power. So I decided to start this group called Leader of the Pack, which has grown into a brotherhood of men that are really becoming responsible men in their lives. And as we started saying, their wives are turning around going, oh my goodness, I can't believe the peace in our home is so much more tangible because this man is not lost, right? We have men getting promotions that have been working in industries for 15, 20 years and stood still the whole time. Now they take responsibility. All of a sudden, they're getting promotions. We have children hanging out with their dad who used to be so unapproachable until in Leader of the Pack, we taught how to communicate with your child, how to listen to your child, how to guide your child. So that's where it comes from. And this is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week project to really change the world. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit and just turn this around and say somebody's listening to you going, 
oh, that's religious indoctrinization. Or, you know, this is where, hey, we're stepping back decades. First off, is this a religious thing or is this a more secular thing? It's a brilliant question. I'm a rabbi. I'm a Jewish Orthodox rabbi. The vast majority of people that are in leader of the pack are actually evangelistic Christians. So what I would say, and, and it hasn't been easy. I'm not a man that believes in going the easy road. It's very easy for the Jews to stick to the Jews, Christians are Christians, the atheists the atheists, and the Muslims are Muslims. That's not the way I believe things should be. I think that as men, we were created equally in the eyes of God. And therefore, there should be space for Jews, Muslims, Christians, atheists, everybody together. And in fact, some people have left, I'm being very honest, some people have left leader of the pack because I'm not boxed in enough. And they're like, hold on a second. It's either Jewish or it's Christian or it's atheist. How can you pray with people who are not really the same religion as you? And I'm like, I think that's going back to the basics. I think mm -hmm. that's exactly what we need to be. Men are fighting on the streets and in politics and stabbing each other in the back in business. We've got enough against each other. It's time that we create a safe place for all men, whatever you believe. So it's for sure the basis of what I do is, is biblical. There's not much more I'm passionate about in life than what I believe is God's word, right? But I am very much broader in what that is than many other religious leaders would be. So if there was a, a, a somebody who's looking at this program saying, you know, what are you actually teaching me? Maybe it's a wife who says, this is something that I think my husband would really like. Maybe you're a, a man who's sitting here saying, I just want to be a better person. What are these different skill sets? Because I know for a fact that uh, you're a counterterrorism expert and that you do a lot in the world. In fact, there's a certificate over your shoulder, I believe, that is a counterterrorism certificate. Yeah, that, This is your training and that a lot of times you're working on protection and I know that you train in the United States and all that stuff, but is, is some of that crossing over? What is somebody going to get if they join this group? What are the skill sets? What are the things that you're going to be working on, uh, working with them on? So the way I like to base this, we're going back to, to biblical basics, right? So King David both wrote Psalms and was also a warrior. And I believe that that for me, that is the perfect mold of a man is a man who is, is, has the skill sets to relate to spirituality, emotions, communication, all those things that need to be in order to build a safe home, a safe emotional home that our wife, our children can relate to us, can confide in us and can have a safe space with us. At the same time, I believe that a man needs to be, as Jordan Peterson says, a man needs to be able to be dangerous because, unfortunately, it's not just now, but through the generations, there's always been physical and spiritual attacks against people. It's not, it's not just the Jews, although we get it more than many other people that are being physically Everybody. attacked. Everyone is. And so... I so in our training, we do both. In fact, we have two events going on in March. The first one is called the main event, which is far more focused on learning those communication skills, those emotional skills, 
creating networking and trustworthiness between the brotherhood. And then the same week that we flip over from the 19th to the 22nd, that is stand-up, which is absolutely focused on physical training. So we spend hours and hours on the range. We spend hours and hours. I teach Krav Maga, which is the Israeli self-defense. And most importantly, we actually teach very practical skill sets. This isn't like, hey, we're going to Texas and we're going to shoot on the range, you know, and, and, and get all greasy like men. We actually run through that as well, but we run through real scenarios that can happen. So, for example, in the last stand-up, I taught the men how to run downstairs. Has anyone ever thought, I'm also a volunteer firefighter, has anyone ever thought or taught their children, how do you run down a flight of stairs in a rush without falling? Because being quick is important, but if you're going to fall over and break an arm, you're going to slow down, right? What about... Just a year or so ago, maybe a little bit more, when there were riots on the streets of America, remember that? Normal people driving down the road and baseball bats being thrown at them and stuff. So what do you have in your car in case that happens, right? They're the basics. And then we go into some pretty intense training of if there's shootings in churches or synagogues, if you carry a weapon, how do you react? If you don't carry a weapon, how do you react? So if someone really plugs in for the full picture, the main event and stand-up, they get it all. But continuously, we have a weekly uh, newsletter that we talk about both of those things as well, a lot of communication skills and things like that. We have an accountability call that we're online every week, every Sunday night. So we're always investing in our skill sets. And there are there are plenty of skill sets that we need to invest in in order so, to in order to grow. So this is interesting. And then I want to get into some of the transformations that have taken place. Yeah. But you're teaching people to be better citizens. You're teaching them to actually be able to defend themselves, their fellow man, their 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 family. Do you ever have women that say, I want to join too? And you didn't yes. they just and what are you able to do for him? Like, this is because I know I'm going to have listeners who get mad at me and they're like, Toby, what the hell? You <laughs> so, yes, I do have women knocking on our door all the time saying we want to learn these things. And there, there's two reactions to it. Number one, that is awesome. And there are programs that we create not part of leader of the pack. That can be that. As you know, as a businessman, you can't play with too many brands at the same time. But if there are women that want that stuff, yes, we do provide it. A really cool thing that we did, we ran a marriage conference in Mexico just a few months ago. And the most awesome thing was when we did Krav Maga with the women Mm -hmm. because for so many reasons, men, when they get physical in protection and training, we have this arrogance of like, what are people going to think about us? Are we punching hard enough? Do I look muscular enough, right? When the women get into it, they're just, they're like ripping eyes out, right? Which exact, which I know that's very offensive to Americans, but I can tell you as someone who's been in terrorist attacks, who's been held up by gunpoint in South Africa, you need, when God forbid those things happen, they should never happen, but when they do, 
You need to learn to be violent. You need to be able to switch to change. And women are brilliant at that. I mean, you, you know, I was a boxer for 30 years and that my yes. daughter is still like, I, I, I see it. And you know what it does is it, is it changes a, a mentality from being a victim mentality to being exactly. the, the understanding that you can actually do something about it. But still, I mean, it's, hopefully you never have to. I just, I just put a yeah. time out there. We're not advocating that everybody goes out there and gets violent. No, no God forbid. And, and if I can just say, Toby, as you know, I run a nonprofit called David Shield. And so when we go to churches, that's what we do. We train the women separately and then families together. So that really empowers them and then doesn't mix up with leader of the pack. That is pretty cool. Like I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I never really truly understood the whole, the whole gamut, but I will say this. So I heard this and maybe you can confirm it, but you had somebody who used offensive language about their wife on one of your meetings, correct? That's can correct. you tell the story? Yeah, we, we have this call that we do every week. And for the members, they can come or not come. No one's pressured into doing anything. People are busy. But the, the men that come back every week have created an amazing nucleus of trustworthy, you know, brotherhood. This has been going, Toby, since 2018. I think we've missed three weeks. That's it. On, on that call every so week. So you went all through COVID. You went through COVID with these folks. Everything. You went through everything. Everything. So, all yeah, over the world. Too. All right? over these the world. Yeah. Europe, Australia, South Africa, America, Germany, uh, Belgium, all over the world. England. And we're very blessed to have the different cultures come in because Americans are used to seeing the world as Americans and Europeans are used to seeing the world as Europeans. Then you have an Israeli rabbi running this group with people from all over the world. What we can learn together is incredible. It's, a, it's really amazing. And there's no pressure for people to break down barriers, but people mm -hmm. do once they get comfortable. So, yeah, this, this call uh, was happening and we were, you know, some guys were offloading about what's happening in their life. And one of the, one of the men called his wife a very awful name. He loves her deeply and they're still married, thank God, but he was very angry about something going on and frustrated. And he, I don't know if I can use the word here, but he, he called her a bad, a female dog, put it that yeah. way. And yeah. I stopped the call. I stopped the call there and then. And I said, this is a place of high level honorability. And if we are going to honor each other as men, First and foremost, we will honor our wives. Mm -hmm. And I said, you, sir, will now leave the call. And you have two options. You can just leave the call and never come back. And this is a guy who's been in for years, years. You can leave the call and never come back. Or you can leave the call and go and apologize to your wife. Oh, but my wife doesn't know exactly your wife doesn't know that you spoke this way behind her back. And you as a responsible man, if you want your wife to trust her, you need to learn to be trustworthy. So you'll go and you will tell her and you will apologize and you will beg for forgiveness. And once you've done that, you're welcome back on the call. And he did it. And, and it was very difficult for him. And I'm not saying it wasn't difficult for me to, to make that happen, right? To, put that ultimatum out. But I really, I, 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 and I've been walked over many times because of it. 
I believe in being a straight person. I believe yeah. in, in living to your word. And so there was really two tests going on. Number one was on that man. And number two was on me as the leader. If the leader is willing to allow things that he disagrees with to go unnoticed so that he has an easier life, then I'd probably select another leader, right? But I believe that, so if that guy would have left membership and never paid again, I would have rather that than him be dishonest and speak that way about his wife. Now, the other folks that were on the call, the other members, how did they react? Were they kind of like, were they supportive or were they like, that, that was harsh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they were very supportive of the man. And they said to him, we know, like it was kind of good, good cop, bad cop kind of, thing, kind of thing. And they said to him, we know this is going to be difficult, but we know you can do it and remember that you're a loving man and we're sure you made a mistake by saying it. And, you know, if you need to call, if you need to sleep in my house, give me a call. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're going to get well acquainted with your couch, yeah. I'll just tell you that. He was. He was on the couch for a few nights, but yeah. thank God he now has a better marriage and, and knows that there are repercussions for doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And I, I have to say that, you know, this is a typically a business podcast. But I say these things go like this. Everybody always says like, oh, there's your work, like in your personal life and blah, blah, blah. Nonsense. Yep. Everything's interrelated. Yep. And, it's all intertwined. Yep. And if you love what you're doing, you're not working anywhere. Exactly. There's, a, there's an old Latin phrase, vites uh, nihil sine magnus laboris. And I usually write it in books because I like it. But it's like n life is nothing without great labors. And, and I say like the Greeks look at it as, as works. You know, mm. what are your works? What are you doing? So I'm listening to you, Rabbi, and I hear that, you know, I know that you do a lot of volunteer work. You know, it's volunteer firemen. Like, I'm just going to list them. Volunteer firemen. You do David Shield, which is a nonprofit. You sit on the board of uh, of King's Ransom where you're feeding people and helping get people out of trafficking and all that good stuff. Like, there's a lot that you're doing. Like, I better start ticking it down. Do you think of that as work or do you think of that as that's just who I am and that's that's why I'm here on the earth and that's what I'm supposed to be doing? I think that if I thought of it as work, my wife would have left me a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really believe, I always, always tell my kids, live life with purpose. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, of yep. course there's business behind it and I get paid to do parts of that and not paid to do other parts of it. But I really see it as like Natan has a mission on this earth and if I get paid for some of it, great. But the rest of it, I'm just going to do. And like, if you think about even if you want to talk business a little bit about this, right? So the best way to create a business is to be trustworthy, right? Mm -hmm. No one wants to do business with someone who's not trustworthy, who's not. Who's hey, not hey, hey. We just had FTX here in the US where they lost like, and the guy looked like a goon from the get go. I didn't even know who, really who he was, but. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm just teasing you, but I don't know. They, I don't even know what that is. So, <laughs> oh, they stole billions of dollars. It's like another Bernie Madoff, but he. Was oh doing yeah. Oh, I'm watching. Trip. I'm watching the Netflix on Bernie. Yeah, I'm watching uh -huh. it right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, so, but but he looked trustworthy, right? They, they yeah. and, and they weren't. You know, it's trust but verify, and he, there was no verification, and sounded yeah. like some people 
really look the other way, unfortunately, that we're in in leadership. I'm actually going to bring this back around because a lot of what you're doing is self-awareness and and being aware Mm -hmm. of your surroundings. And I know, again, in the counterterrorism world that you have to be able to kind of use your instinct and use that gut. Do you see that people do that in their uh, investing and in their business lives and that that helps the people that are in your group? Have you seen any of that? Interestingly, I think that in the world of everybody is a a know-it-all, a genius, right? People are so confused mm-hmm. and people have stopped trusting their own instinct. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, I really don't want to get political, but it's so interesting, me being an, an Israeli, training Americans in protection, how often people know in their gut what they should do, but constantly they have to think, what's the legal outcome if I, right? I'm not saying to anyone, you know, to not do what's legally right and all that type of stuff. But I can tell you now that when your family is under attack, if you are thinking legal, there's a problem. There's a real, and I have have a story about that, someone that I... I don't want to tell it publicly because they may watch this, but somebody who is being very religious in their mindset, right, and religious being law-abiding, and a bomb went off, and they kept that religious law, which actually endangered them and the person that was with them more than if they thought, let me just act on instinct over here, right? Like they were worried about about touching a female that they were not married to and oh bombs God. were going off, Yeah, right? And so it's, it's in our modern world when we're not, when we're told constantly that you should worry about this and worry about that and worry about this, I'm, I really believe people are losing that human instinct of trusting their gut or they're having to deny it when it comes up for them because they're worried about what the rest of the world are going to say about. We have a saying in security, it's better to be red than dead. In other words, if you see someone walking around the outskirts of, oh, can I, I'll give you a real example here. I trained for David Shield Foundation. I trained a church in downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. Okay, The way I started the training was, I turned up an hour early and I stood across the road taking pictures of their children going into church to their summer school. Mm-hmm. I then left my backpack at the front door of that church. Not mm-hmm. one person stopped me taking pictures of their children. And then when I approached them, by the way, all of those pictures are deleted. I showed them to the pastor. Mm-hmm. They're all gone. Don't worry about that. It was for the training exercise to show that people are so embarrassed about walking up to someone, right? What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you taking pictures outside my church of children, right? Because they're worried about being read, about being embarrassed rather mm-hmm. than being dead, God forbid, or having some perpetrator pictures of their children, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I questioned them about my bag, they were like, 
oh, yeah, we saw the bag there, but it's just a bag. We've never seen it before. I'm like, yes. And I pulled out a knife because mm-hmm. people are switching. They, they don't want to be embarrassed. Excuse me, sir, whose bag is this? Mm-hmm. Right? Excuse me, ma'am, why are you taking pictures of our children? Mm-hmm. It is far more important. I'm not saying to get violent, confident, or aggressive. You or- just ask. That's the thing is that people don't realize that it's okay to ask. Like, hey, I'm sorry, but but what are you doing? And it's every mother and father's instinct to do that. But they're Mm -hmm. switching it off because of all of this noise around us that maybe we're going to do something wrong and offend someone. Yes, it's it's, it's so interesting because it it looks like it's kind of this circular. And we're saying, here's here's a scenario. Hey, somebody standing across the church taking pictures of the children even a bag and everything else. Same thing happens in your business. Same thing happens in everything. Like, hey, are you willing just to stand by and let something occur when you know something's going wrong? You know something's off. It may be with employees. It may be something. And we feel like, oh, we can't ask anything because I might get sued or anything else. It's like we've lost some of that. And sometimes it's just getting permission to do it. And I think that's one thing that I would say, I, I you know, from standing from the outside, any training that helps you be a little more assertive and to use your gut and to recognize that you have instincts and gives you permission to actually use your instincts, not violently or against anybody, but actually just to protect your organization, protect your family, I think is a good thing. So it works in the other side as well, you know, like with our, with, with our spouse, right? Our instincts, our true instincts are to love that person. Right, we decided to commit our lives to them, but we have so much noise and professors or people who think they're professors telling us how to show love to this person and this language to use, and just sit down and talk to the person you love and listen to them, and your instincts will teach you what needs to happen. You don't want to hurt that person emotionally. You don't want to insult that person emotionally. You want to love that person. So it, it works on the on the hard and the soft side of a person. And I, I think that that's a great place to leave this today because we could talk about this stuff for hours. I do want to say this. So your leader of the pack, you mentioned a couple of the of the courses and the live courses. Your courses are inclusive, right? Like so, when somebody comes in, they get to the location, but but you include everything, right? It Absolutely doesn't include everything. ammo and everything. <laughs> that's funny. You said ammo first. Accommodation, food, training, ammunition, everything that you would need, 100%. Right. All you've got to do is get there. And I'm just going to sing your praises because you offer it like really ridiculously low prices. So what is it for? Is it two days for like 1100 bucks, or is it two it's days? Or- three days. It's three days for 1197 Yeah, so for about $1,200. That includes the accommodations and everything. So I just want to let you guys know. That if you're a, if, if if you're a man and you're saying, hey, I, I I like to get some of this training, maybe you never have. I've been in the arts for a long time. Everybody's like, oh, I do this martial arts, that martial arts. I used to just I box, I kickbox, and all that stuff. But you're around kind of that environment, and not everybody is, and not everybody is used to it. And some people look at it and go, oh, this is horrible. If it causes you to retract, then that's probably a good reason to go because you want to be at least familiar so that your your, your first uh, introduction to it isn't it isn't at your own personal expense, right? You don't want to be a victim in a situation where somebody needs to stand up. We see it all the time now. In the United States, they're showing images all the time of people being attacked, people in the stores, all this stuff, people being shoved into subways. I mean, 
the reality of society is that some of these things pop up and I'd just rather everybody at least have some idea of what they would do under that circumstance than not. Mm -hmm. But I know that's not all you teach. You're teaching them to become a better man. You're teaching them to be better husbands and, and better brothers and brother, better coworker, better, better boss, all those things. And we all need that work. But I just wanted to point out how ridiculously inexpensive it is. If, if somebody wants to find out more and they say, hey, I'd love to do that. That sounds like uh, a good use of my time and I want to learn more. Where do they go? And I, I could certainly put a link or anything like that into our podcast notes. But but where would they go? So our main website is leaderofthepack.co.il. And you can see all our events there. You can see testimonials there. You can email us from there as well. Uh, if you want my my email, I know there's many thousands of people on this. We'll, I can we'll, give out my email. I don't mind. Uh, yeah, go, it, go, go for it. Yeah, I'm not going to say no. It's Rav Natan R. I'm going to say it in American accent. R A V N A T A N A for Apple at gmail.com. So Rav Natan A at gmail.com. If you're interested also in David Shield, which we come out to churches, schools, we're now training a school in Kansas on their active shooter protocol because they actually are a school for children with special needs. And so the usual active shooter protocol doesn't work. It doesn't work for children with special needs to hide them and think that they're going to be keep quiet. So we're, we're doing a whole lot of things around the world and really feel blessed to, to do that. So, And uh, just on the leader of the pack, main event and stand-up is in March in Texas. And then uh, we're coming to Israel in October as well. But uh, we're going to have to bring Toby along for that one. Yes. So, so somebody may be watching this and it might be months later. So just check their website, Leader of the Pack. But it sounds like you have a couple of events in 2023, yeah. one in the States and one in, one in Israel. And uh, what a what a great way to spend some time and uh, to make yourself a better person. I would strongly recommend it to anybody uh, to do this type of, of, of training and, and get this. But I, I happen to know Natan. So I would say really great guy, walks mm -hmm. the walk. And you don't have to worry that they're trying to, you know, to get nickels out of you. It's it's not. It's, you go there, you're gonna you're gonna have a good experience. I've I've just heard all the feedback from people. And, Toby, uh, also just sorry, I keep butting in over here, so you can tell me nope. I'm a rabbi, so I do these things. But um, <laughs> we we also don't make anyone sign anything saying don't talk business. Like men need to talk business. Men need to network. And we don't take any percentage of any deals done or anything like that. We just want trustworthy men to work with trustworthy men. And then far less nonsense happens in the workplace. We've, we've had people buy and sell houses together. We've had people employ each other. You know, so on the business side, it's a very, very trustworthy place to come to. Well, that's fantastic. I'll leave it at that and just say thanks for having, you know, coming on to the, the podcast. We'll have to have you again. Because I felt like we just touched the surface on a few things. Thank you, Toby. I really, really uh, am honored to be number one in your presence. I know that you have so much to do and so much wisdom to give uh, and to give me this time and space. I very much appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thanks again. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Show notes for links to everything mentioned in this episode can be found on our website at andersonadvisors.com slash podcast. Be sure you subscribe to our podcast, and if you are already a subscriber, please provide us a review of what you thought of this episode.